Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 46 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Today, we're going to talk about uh, migratory disturbance thresholds with mule deer. Um, research was put out in 2020 and talking about how much disturbance can the land take before it alters the migration routes for mule deer. Before we get into that, I recently saw a post in which uh, a couple, not just a couple, I mean, you get on social media anytime, but uh, people were um, a little upset with some of the different states and how they were doing helicopter captures on mule deer and pronghorn and other animals, and they were a little upset about the stress it was putting on the animals and then they're being asked to stay out of certain areas because their effects uh, stress the animals and they were thinking that helicopters and captures have more stress in fact they do but the science and the data and the information that is helping us understand these animals is super important in this study they uh, collared animals for 15 years between 2001 2015 capturing over 183 adult female deer and uh, marking them with GPS collars. And they selected a site in Wyoming, and in this site, of the 183, only 54 of those animals actually passed through the site area that they were, or 56 animals. And so they could only use 56. But the information in the data that they are providing is incredible especially this long of a time frame it's really interesting study they talk about uh as more natural gas wells are put in in these areas what effect does it have we know it's going to have some effect because obviously if you drop a uh, housing development in the middle of these areas the deer aren't going to pass over through it they're going to go around it but uh, something on a smaller scale, like a natural well, natural gas well, what effects are they going to have? You don't think as much because they're not going to be manned each day. There's not a lot of traffic. So researchers wanted to know. And after monitoring these deer and looking at the information, they determined that once the area that they are migrating through gets more than 3% covered, like that's the tolerance that these mule deer have before they started to alter their migratory route is that 3% threshold. So once you get enough stuff on the landscape, they're obviously going to start going around it and moving to a different location. But what happens when we have altered the landscape too much and they have to go further and further and then they run into a highway or a freeway or a city and then it just blocks their migratory routes all the way through. Using this information can help planners, especially those within the government, look and say, okay, we know that if their threshold is 3%, we want to keep it above, below their threshold, so 2.5% of their area. And at first you're like, well, that's not very much at all. But then you got to look at the impact that you're having on the animals. As more and more development happens, because it's development, it's always changing. It's always moving forward. Very rarely are there periods in time within the last hundred years where you haven't seen development. It started on the East Coast, and now look how far we spread. Now we're filling up everything in between. 
So development is going to happen. But if we can stop that sprawl, so to speak, or keep areas open for animals developing wildlife corridors, these uh, scales or these studies, whatever they are, they're important to understand the effect that we as individuals have. Migra migratory behavior is also being changed because we're putting more water in areas where there hasn't been water. We're making more food available through apple trees that are planted in yards and whatnot. So we're already changing that natural migration. But what effect are we going to have? What challenges are we creating for later in the future? Then the next question that I wonder is, if 3% is enough to where they are migrating around that area, at what point do they say we're no longer going to migrate around that area and we're now migrating through that area? In some of the areas that are around where I live, we have large urban areas and these deer are now gotten comfortable being city deer, urban deer, and they have no problem going through yards, crossing roads, and those things. So I wonder at what point is it 60%, 70% of the area where they're just like, you know what, we have no choice, we're going to go through. Now, not all of them do, and there's a lot of individuals that die due to collisions with cars and fences and uh, those issues, but that's for another study. So just think about that. How much effect are we having on the land as we put these natural gas pumps out there and natural gas wells, but even our own houses, we all desire to have our own 10 acre lot somewhere and our house somewhere. But as we put in these buildings and we disturb the area around us, how many more houses can we fit in before we cause that issue where I live also it's being affected now because the wintering range is now being cut off and they're being filled up with homes and so we're now pushing deer higher and we're less tolerant because our landscaping costs so much that these deer that used to winter where these houses are now built are being trapped and moved because they're eating the vegetation from this expensive landscaping so as we take up more of their land, we also are becoming less tolerant, which I think is a challenge as well. All right. You guys stay wild. Have a great day.